we pray that this anointing would break into every home that is watching right now. That there will be miracles that will exceed past these walls. Father, we pray that today will be marked in the Spirit as a monumental day where something changed. Something was exchanged. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shouted, Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! Go for it, drummer, just one more time. Come on, lift up your voice. Hallelujah! You may be seated this morning in the presence of God. Wow, we could have a revival service right now. Glory to God. I believe this is how church should be. I believe that. You know Church of His Presence are watching right now. There are CHP members that are literally from around the world that are watching right now. You know, during Mardi Gras, we are unable to hold the revival or our services because the actual auditorium where we hold it, they, they sell it out in years, I mean, just years ahead of time. So literally CHP right now and people that watch the revival around the world, they're tuned in to Jacksonville this morning. So I, we, I know we gave them a welcome, but would you give them another big God bless you? <laughs> to all CHP members that are wanting to give, you can give online right now as you normally do. We bless you and thank you for watching this morning. We know you're going to be blessed. Well, you watch the videos of the Bay Revival. I never thought God was going to bring me to America. It wasn't in my plan. I was in Africa and India. For those of you that will be here tonight, I will be showing you our crusades across Africa. But I always said to God, I said, God, I'm tired of talking to Western preachers that tell me that God does miracles in Africa. He does miracles in India. He does miracles and saves the lost in third world countries. But what they really were saying is, well, you won't do it here. And as a young preacher that was hungry and had an encounter with God, I used to get a righteous anger inside of me. It wasn't a sinful anger, but it was an anger that said, God, you are not only the God of Africa, you are not only the God of India, but you are the God of America and the nations of the world. What you do there, you can do here. It was like we wanted an excuse why we didn't have to press into God. America, 
a great land of revival. You can trace from your roots all the way through your history and find the Spirit of God has been weaving a path of revival from generation to generation. Great evangelists on the horizon, it looked healthy. But today, something's changed. America, we need a move of God. And I say we because the Lord gave me an American wife, so I'm an adopted American. Glory to God. But we need a move of God. When we told God to get out of our schools, to get out of our politics, the covenants that we made with God from the beginning of this nation. That is why God raised this nation. That is why you became the greatest nation on earth. It wasn't because of ideas. It was because of the hand of God that came upon you. I want to tell you God does not forget covenants that were made to Him. I want to tell you, God has not forgotten America. He is waiting for America to turn back to Him for His blessing to flow again. This morning I want to preach just a small message. I won't be preaching for long. I want the Lord to just begin something special this morning. And for those that are not Sunday night attenders... I pray the Lord will so get a hold of you that you'll either not leave the building or you'll be so under the glory of God, you'll come back tonight just saying, Lord, help me. Just lift this a little. Can you say amen? If you know people that are sick in body, call them. If they can't come, get them on the mobile phone tonight. We'll pray through the phone. We're going to see miracles, signs and wonders. We're going to see men and women filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Can you shout amen? amen. Turn with your Bibles please to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 18 to 24. I want to preach a message this morning that the Lord laid on my heart even as I was driving down the motorway, well, I call it the motorway, it's actually your highway. <laughs> I remember in the beginning of the revival, I was preaching a message that I was talking about when people are in line. But in the United Kingdom, we call it a queue. And I'd be saying, you've got to be in the queue. And I could tell across the revival, people were like, what is he talking about? So I've had to learn to change. I'm becoming more Americanized. I know I don't sound American, but to where I'm from, they think I'm turning American. So I, I said, you just got to adapt your language. So please, bear with me. The Bible says, for you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and to the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoken to them anymore, for they could not endure what was commanded. 
And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it would be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. How many of you are registered in heaven this morning? Hallelujah. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Then I'm going to just read, you don't have to turn there, but I'm going to read Exodus 5, 1 and 2, which is a scripture that is linked to the book of Hebrews. After Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. That's what he thought. The book of Exodus is a powerful book. The book of Exodus is a picture to the church. It is a typology of the character and the glorious message that is the gospel of God. Through the book of Exodus, you will read how God came to liberate and to set a people free. You see, I know we shout about it. I know we sing about it. I know we preach about it. But somebody needs to know this morning, in this place, across America, that we serve a God whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. Is free. I don't mean sing about Jesus and hooked on medication. I'm not talking about sing about Jesus and under depression. I'm talking about whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. Exodus, the coming out. That's what revival does. That's what happens when the glory of God and the Spirit of God begins to be poured out. When preachers stop preaching about how blessed we're all going to be and start preaching about the blood of Jesus and the cross and repentance and the fire of the Holy Ghost, people get set free. I'm tired of a gospel that doesn't sound anything like the gospel. I don't know whether the Holy Ghost even recognizes it anymore. And I want to tell you, 
If my message is old-fashioned, then old-fashioned I will be. But I tell you right now, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. When you preach the blood, when you preach about the cross that Jesus hung upon, the Lamb of God, I want to tell you, every devil must let you go. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive together with Him. I love this. Having disarmed principalities and powers, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over it. They're coming out. I'm shocked as we've traveled America. As the revival has gone from city to city. That we go in large churches with thousands of people. But it has shocked me to know how many sitting pews still bound. Still bound. Singing the songs, clapping their hands. But my friend, you can sing a song and still be committing fornication. You can clap your hands, but still have a bondage in your life that the devil never seems to let go. See, God showed the children of Israel that they were never going to win the fight. God was never going to deliver them with swords and shields. God would show his people the only way that they were going to be liberated from Egypt, from the bondage and the enslavery, was not through a sword or a shield, but it was only through the blood. The blood. I know people don't want to hear it anymore because it's offensive. But there is power, wonder, working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the blood. God brought them out. Not with their own might. He brought them out with the blood that would shed and set captives free from generation to generation, even unto eternity. Can you shout amen? Woo. When God began to pour out His Spirit, in those fields where there would be witches, people coming to kill me. They'd be carrying people in on deathbeds, cancers hanging off faces. I used to stand there and say, God, I'm not qualified for this. But I began to realize that when I began to preach that blood, the blood of Jesus Christ 
When I began to put the focus off of every man but upon Jesus and his shed blood and the power of the Holy Ghost, cripples began to walk. The blind began to see. Thousands began to come to Christ. Why? The power, the fight has already been won. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. Well, I wasn't going to say this, but I've got to say it. I've been saying it lately, and it blesses me every time. You see, what people don't realize is, is that there's a fighting system fighting for your survival right now. It fought for you from the day you were born. You see, the Bible says that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. We were made in His, in his image. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. You see, every doctor will know, medical science knows, that every one of you have a fighting system called your immune system. Your immune system is fighter cells that fight in the blood for your survival. That means if an enemy is seeking to take your life, there's something in the blood that begins to fight for your survival. Can I go deeper? There are 25 billion fighter cells in your blood right now. There are another 25 billion in the walls of your veins and your arteries. Every one of those fighting cells is a white force that is ready to fight for your survival. It is willing to die that you might be free. If an enemy invades your blood system, the fighter cells, the immune system begins to attack the enemy. They fight the enemy. If that enemy is a powerful enemy, then your, your lymph nodes will call to your bone marrow. And in six to eight hours, you can have 500 billion fighter cells at your aid, fighting for your survival. The blood fights to keep you alive. Those fighter cells will defeat the enemy. They will not only defeat the enemy, but they will take a blueprint of that enemy. And they will go and be stored in your lymph nodes. Get ready. You see, if that enemy ever tries to come into your system again, if that enemy ever tries to infiltrate the blood and come to destroy your life, those fighter cells take the blueprint. They say to the enemy, no, you've already been defeated. You can't come in. You see... That's why when you've had chicken pox, you can get chicken pox, you defeat it. Once it is defeated, you can walk through a room of chicken pox and say, I'm sorry, it's already been defeated. You can't touch this. I need to tell somebody here this morning, I need to tell this church, God, the blood of Jesus has the blueprint to every force of the evil one. No weapon formed against you shall 
prosper. Give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God said, put the blood over the doorposts. Put the blood over the house. Church, I want to tell you, America, in its pursuit to be relevant, in its pursuit to appeal to the world, and I'm not against this. I'm just saying how it is. But you can have all the lights. You can have all the worship teams. You can have the carpet. You can have everything you want. But I'll trade everything in. The whole lot. Give me a shack with a tin roof. But give me the glory of God. Let me see the power of the blood of Jesus. Set the captive free. Let the blind see. The deaf hear. The lame walk. See my friend, you better know in whom you have believed. We're living in an hour in America. We're living in an hour in the nations of the world where there is a darkness that is coming upon the nations. This is it. That antichrist spirit that is rising across the world. And I ain't a gloomy preacher. I ain't a downcast preacher. I ain't a depressive preacher. But I will preach the truth. Because at the darkest hour is the hour where God's people awaken in the Holy Ghost. There's been an attack on the gospel. In Europe right now, they're fighting. I know in America, behind the scenes, you see, there was a time in Britain where they even took it to the House of Parliament that it would be illegal to say that Jesus is the only way. We wonder why. When we watered down the message, if you want to see the glory of God in your life, preach the message, live the message, speak the message that these men spoke and lived and heard. I want to tell you today, we might not be living under a pharaoh, but there are many that live under bondage. Habits, addictions, bitterness, unforgiveness. Men and women that go to church, sing songs, but never encounter the glory of God. See, the children in Israel, they'd been in bondage for so long that the Bible says they lost their culture. They lost their worship. 
They lost the language that God had given them. That is what made them different. That is what separated them. That is why God was for them. Today I talk to young people. You talk to them about revival. They think that's extended meetings for five nights. Where people sing a little louder and shout a little louder. And we've got more disco lights and more drums. And that's revival. That's not revival, my friend. Young people, when the fire of God fell on me, it fell on me for days at a time. The glory of God was so strong on me, I was asking Jesus to lift it. I thought he was going to take me home. I know you think I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I cried for it. God, I want your fire. See, I want to tell you what turned the tables was desperation. And I'm telling you right now what's going on in America. God is not forsaken. But he has stepped back. And he's waiting that we get so desperate that we turn back to him. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that those precious children of Israel, God brought them out of bondage to a mountain that they couldn't even touch. But I want to tell you, the Bible says that we have not come to such a mountain. We got the Holy Ghost that lives in us. There's something powerful when the glory of God invades upon a people that it infiltrates society. Something begins to happen. When the glory of God fell in the Bay Revival, what I began to see was something so awesome. is that those people created an atmosphere that the Spirit of God found pleasing. There was an atmosphere where the Spirit of God was welcomed. He was hungered for. And something began to happen that changed many lives. Not only in Mobile, not only in America, but around the world. When God moves, He doesn't just touch you. He will touch you that you can reach the multitudes. Something began to happen. Divine exchange. See, my friend, when you touch God, something powerful begins to happen.
divine exchange begins to take place. Sickness, healing. My God. Bondage, freedom. Pain, joy. God begins to exchange with you His glory for your sorrow. That's what revival does. It changes you. The problem is in America, there are many in churches today that they've not had a divine exchange with God for years. They've not entered that place. God calls them, but they're not engaged. I don't know about you, but just one touch from God, I'm never the same again. See, my friend, you can't give what you don't have. I said you can't give what you don't have. When the people spoke of the apostles and the disciples, they did not say, oh, what a mighty anointing they have. They never said, what a ministry they have. No, the, the Bible says that they perceived these men had been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. See, I don't know about you, but I'm crying out in this day and this hour for divine exchange. I want an encounter with God that there's such an exchange where there's less of me and more of Him that when people see you, when people engage you, they feel the presence of Jesus. I'm talking about an encounter with God where you go from some mundane, lukewarm, just little Christian into some firebrand for God. That you are a devil chasing, casting out, firebrand preaching gospel. That you cause chaos. You know, when the fire of God came on me, I never realized all about revival and miracles. In fact, I used to just pour like this, sweat. People think it's because I'm running around. It's not. When I feel the presence of God, it comes on me like pastor laughs all the time. It's so funny because I, I wore the wrong color suit this morning. I've run out of suits. I've been, on, I've been in Kentucky. I'd run out of suits. But I said to God, God, I've stood in television like this. I've stood in front of multitudes like this. But you know what? If that's my divine exchange, while other people are getting healed, set on fire with the Holy Ghost, then Lord, let it be. But I want to tell you and ask you, 
When was the last time you had a divine exchange with Jesus? When was the last time that suddenly in the most darkest hour your spirit began to rise up? You began to worship. You began to let that praise rise out of you. She is in the atmosphere of His glory where divine exchange begins to happen. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strange dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Let divine exchange take place. I want to tell you, some of you, you're under the attack of the enemy. You feel like there's no hope. Oh, yes, there is. His name is Jesus Christ. Let him exchange with you his glory. My God, I just felt the fire of God. You know what I love? I don't have time to preach this morning. Let's just let the Holy Ghost come. Let's just let the power of God fill this place. But you see, my friend, I've seen all over the world divine exchange. God takes a life that is in bondage and he exchanges with them. He takes that life and he makes them new. I want to tell you, the enemy will do anything. He'll let you come to church. He'll let you do whatever you want to do. But the second you want to encounter the Lord, the second you come to an altar and say, God, I'm tired of my hypocrisy. I'm tired of the secrets. I'm tired of just the mess. That's when the enemy will fight you. He knows the power of divine exchange. He knows what happens when a man or a woman encounters the fire of the Holy Ghost. You know what I love? When Isaiah saw the Lord, he was 16, 17 years old. And the Bible says he saw the glory of the Lord and the doorposts were shaken. You know what that tells me? When you encounter the glory of God, those things in your life that have stood and never seemed to move, 
The very things that you feel are blocking your destiny, that are a stronghold over your family. Those things that stand firm when the glory of God comes, those things begin to shake. They are shaken. How many hunger for divine exchange in their lives? I've seen all over the world. God do miracle after miracle after miracle. Divine exchange. And yet there are many in churches. They want to come to church on a Sunday morning. And that's all they want to do. But I want to encounter Jesus. I want to know him. And my only question to you, and this is not as a preacher, this is just as a young man that's hungry for God. Have you seen him? Do you know him? If you know him, tell me about Jesus. If you encountered him, give to somebody what he gave you. If the glory of God is on your life, be a witness. Let men know that you had had a divine exchange with something greater than yourself. Bring me that woman right now quickly. Ushers, quickly right now, bring me that woman. Bring her to me, quickly. Let's go. Nathan, let's go. Bring her right now. Jesus! Right now. That's divine exchange taking place right now. power of God's falling in this place right now. Is there anybody here this morning that says, God, I have this issue. I have this situation. I'm dry. God, let divine exchange take place in me. I'm going to open up these altars in a second, but right now people in the seats have been touched. There are people watching at home right now that that anointing is filling your room. It's filling your, your living room right now. You say, what is that? That's the anointing that breaks the yoke. You say, what's happening right now? That's the power of God. I told you when you preach about Jesus, the master begins to come. All the Lord wants to do is touch his people. He doesn't want you in a pew still bound when he came to set the captive free. It's the glory of God filling this place right now. Jesus, I give you praise. 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 
Jesus, I give you praise. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Power of the Holy Ghost. Bring that woman here right now. It's the power of God on her right now. Bring her quickly. Jesus. Fire. People say, do we need this on a Sunday morning? The religious said to Jesus, can you heal on the Sabbath? I want to tell you right now, I've not come here for two meetings to just have a good time. You said you're praying for revival. Then let the reviver come and touch you right now. Father, I speak life right now. Life! Life! Lift your hands and just begin to sing in the Holy Ghost right now. The power of God's falling in every aisle right now. You don't, listen, you don't need a preacher's hand. There are people here that you've been dry. times when divine exchange would happen every day you'd be in that realm you'd be in your house and you'd feel the glory of God around you your spirit communed with him Jesus Jesus fire fire Bring me this couple here right now. Bring me this couple quickly. Those of you at home, I release this anointing right now. Let divine exchange take place right now. In your home, just call upon His name. Bring them here right now. Bring them, bring them, bring them. Lift up your voices, evangel. Lift up your voices. Join hands quickly right now. Join hands, join hands. Play, my brother. Play, play. Adore him. Begin to adore the Lord. Right now, 
are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long Jesus, for. I give you praise. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the There's a mighty anointing here. That's it. Lift your voice right now. Just lift your voice. Come on, lift up your voice, Evangel. He's in this place. Your presence, Lord. Favor. 
Lord, you will put an authority upon his life. We're over this entire city. Divine exchange will begin to happen. speak over this man divine protection Lord as may he would be a firebrand for God a beacon a voice of righteousness I'm telling you right now the power of God is falling in this place I know some of you are saying for hands to be laid on you but seriously right now the Spirit of God's anointed is flowing all over this place we're gonna come and pray with you but I want glory 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 My brother here quickly is this your wife my brother come right now please lift up your voices just singing the Holy Ghost all over this place we're gonna come and start to pray for everybody for those of you that you may have to leave don't leave right now believe me don't leave this is what you've come for right now
instrument lifted, 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 lifted. Somebody's spine is being healed to my right, right now. Somebody's spine, a disorder in the spine is being healed to my right, right now. For thou, O oh Lord, 
this place right now.